Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Welcome to episode 98 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. The three stooges in session. Yeah. Come up with that on the spot. I was trying to think, what's the other thing where there was three, three people in that movie? The three amigos. Yeah, yeah should have said that's that. Better. The three yeah. amigos. Um, no, it's the only one with hair, so it can't be the three stooges. Oh, true. I could get a wicked comb over. <laughs> Didn't one of the three stooges have a hell comb over? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a great um, eyebrows longer, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit, man. I've been enjoying the holidays, eh, from work. Bloody eh. Not looking forward to going back. You're on hol- permanent holidays, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. How's your running been going? Good. Good. Actually, just finished the yearly totals today. I, I um, On my run this morning, we did bright and early out at Decker Park there. I run with... um. Nathan Williams, um, from start to finish, he messaged me yesterday, probably about eight o'clock and goes, you still running tomorrow? What time? I said, Taz is thinking about doing 24, but I don't know if I'll make that. I'm enjoying my sleep-ins. Taz wanted to start at 4.45. So I said, if we get there roughly five o'clock, you know, we'll just take off until we run into him and turn around. So, um, yeah, he ran right from the beginning. In his head, he's thinking I might make 14 or 15 and end up doing 22. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool for him just to jump in for the whole thing. So, had a bit of a chat with him about his new career. He's a, he's driving buses now. So, actually, he said the first time in many years, he's actually got a, a decent paying job where he can save. So, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's um, yeah, I got me, um, I finished a 300K month and finished three and a half thousand year, uh, Ks for the year. So, just clicked over 3,504, I think. So, so, about the same as me. Oh, you're still ahead. You only had no. 13. I don't know. You've done the long run and three and a half thousand. Yeah, you must be nearly, you must be 3,600, I reckon. Close to it. Um, oh, uh, 3,599.7. No, you're going to have to go for a 300 meter run. No, oh, just, just call it. That's Strava tax for sure. So what is it? Three, what? 3,599.7. <laughs> that's 3,600. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty good. I've only got 2,334, 324. Yeah. During our run this morning, man, we were talking about Strava tax, eh? Because um, it does come a lot. Like you do a park run, it might be 5K and then Strava comes through, it's 4.99. But you don't know what the little bit is. 4.996 could be 999. Yeah. You might only miss a meter. Yeah. But in... I figured out over the last few months, it's not Strava, it's Garmin. It's the opposite of what you're thinking. Strava gives you the point something. So if you ever actually look at your totals, like you just said, then it's whatever it is, 0.9, you know, what is it? 35,997, is that right? So something Uh, like that. Garmin, during your run, your Garmin watch goes, your pace might be 410.66 or whatever. So, you know, four minutes, 10.66. But during the results, it rounds up. So it'll be 4.11 for that K. So it's actually giving you extra points, something of a kilometer because it rounds up. 
and then Strava's giving you exact time, exact kilometer. So at the end of the day, Strava's right, and, and your, your Garmin rounds up. Uh, so yeah, on, on a time basis thing, I think your, your Garmin's giving you extra time um, on splits. So it's in the end, yeah, just made it on the last day of everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've had a decent week. It's like 90, 91 or ninety two k's this week. So there's been hot. Eh? So I don't know if the listeners know that Steve uh, Steve Spartan has quit his job. So yeah. um, he's uh, going to take an extended break, four or five months. I haven't got anything. Full time athlete. Not have anything um, really in the in the in the making coming yeah. up. I'm just going to have a break and have a bit of a relaxing time for a bit before I even think about it. Take my holidays and then think about it. Is that what they say? That's that's the way to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with how the years went. How about you guys? Oh, I had another really good year of running. Um, bloody, bloody oath. Yeah, sort of like highs and lows, I guess. Not yeah. really many lows, but just a roller coaster. All yeah. positive, but just um, like the highlight, personal highlight was the Gold Coast Marathon. Yeah. And then. Um, that was awesome. Had a good run at the Sandgate Speed Week, yeah. And then, um, yeah, I've had a few, a few um, disappointing 5k efforts, but I've decided that I'm gonna approach the shorter distance stuff more relaxed. I think I'm trying too hard, so that next year, I'm gonna still compete doing the shorter distance ones, but I'm gonna just be a bit more relaxed and try and enjoy them instead of worrying so much about time. And then I think the times will come with, like, I think I'm just trying, you know, like you just keep trying and you can almost force it to not happen by just trying too hard. But yeah, yeah, been a, been a great year, man. I've met so many cool people. I've had a really good year and I've enjoyed every minute of it. And next year, definitely be aiming for bigger and better. But before we get stuck into recapping the year, um, I should give Tammy, my wife, a shout out because she has done a 13-week uh, Garmin training program, I think you'd call it. You're on yep. Garmin, you can select a coach and then they give you like training programs and she selected some guy and aimed to do a 5K PB. And, you know, to be honest, like run it at the worst time of year to be trying to run PBs, but she stuck to every session got through it all with, you know, a little bit of sickness and a few little niggles here and there. And I think she was trying to break 2230 was her PB. Yep. And, and don't, I said to her, don't forget that that PB was at North Lakes on the short course, 2230. So I said, we're going to run 5k today. And I said, it's boiling hot. So if you don't run the PB, like just say if we run 23 minutes, that's still a good effort in these conditions. Cause it was just, blisteringly hot yeah. yeah we went down to golden beach early before the park run and i paced her and we run 20 on my watch it was 22 zero zero yes so, huge pb and um yeah. oh she really had to hang in there because she was fading a bit towards the end but i just didn't let her drop off you know i was like in front of her then alongside her and and then um yeah when we finished she was like just about ready to collapse and uh, literally just as we finished, I bumped into um, Dion Allen. Yeah. 
uh, up there. And then we had a, a good chat. I ended up running park run with him. We just, I said, what do you run? He said, four minute K. So I just, I run with him. So that was good. Good to catch up with him. And, um, yeah. For everyone that for everyone that doesn't live in Brisbane, Saturday morning was probably the stinker of the year so far, I reckon, or for this part of the year. It was I sent it out to our North Lakes group. Nathan ran there and then Dead said it was hard to breathe though. It was uh ninety-three or ninety-four percent humidity and twenty-eight oh, degrees before the start at seven AM. Yeah, it was like thirty degrees, wasn't it? And yeah. My heart rate got up to like 180 when I was running. Oh, I don't know if it was just because of a lack of oxygen or what. And I had to slow down. Oh, yeah. Oh, so for Tammy to do that in those conditions, I don't think it'd be hardly any different anywhere in, in Queensland at that nah. just southeast Queensland area at that time. I think it's just the way the weather was that day. But that's amazing result for someone that's trained up to that point. And then on the the last day where they're going for that PB is the hardest day possible to do it. Yeah. Shocking, yeah. eh? Yeah. The only way that could have been yeah. worse was if you did it at like 10 a.m. or something during that storm <laughs> the thing is right is that we got up super early to beat the heat but it didn't oh, it was, it, was, it, was it didn't make any difference 29 was, degrees all night yeah. yeah as soon as we got out of the car my sunny's fogged up yeah oh man this is just way too hot like i was kind of almost gonna say oh let's just not do it like i was because i was worried it would she wouldn't run the time and then be completely yeah. destroyed by it and then probably never do it again but yeah, she got it done and just tough. She just hung in there. It's just that humidity as well as the temperature. You could have been 28 or 29 and, and lower humidity, but 90-something percent, that's just ridiculous. Also, another thing that we should mention, um, for especially for the overseas listeners who think that Australia is like just the land of like every creature under the sun is trying to kill you. One of our like running crew is was camping at... Um, cotton tree which is on the sunshine coast and has been bitten by a spider and he's in has been in hospitals had two surgeries this all happened uh in the last 24 hours bitten by some random spider they don't know what it was he's had two do you know i didn't i haven't told you this steve have i and, nah. you know andrew emmerich emmerich yeah i was been watching him riding and all that sort of stuff up there yeah man he's um been bitten by this spider they rushed him into like surgery because i thought he was getting sepsis what, whatever that is on his arm yeah. it's internal uh like it's um uh it's like if, um infection yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like blood poisoning it's blood poisoning in the in the wounded area so if you got like a yeah, knee injury spreads. or something you can get sepsis yeah, around spread and kill you yeah, yeah. you've got to get on top of it so he's had like one operation yesterday and then this morning he had another operation and um, we just got an update from his wife that everything went well, but that's as far as we know. So if if you're listening, yeah. Andrew, we hope you hope you come good. And um, yeah, because when he messaged in the group, he was pretty blasé about it. And then the next message he came through was like, "I'm going into surgery now. Pray, please pray they don't take my arm." Yeah. And I'm like reading that, just going, "What?" Yeah. Like, but yeah, man. So you just. Yeah, you never know what's around the corner, and like, yeah, he's been bit, been bitten by a some spider that they can't identify, and um, yeah, he's in he's in a bad way from it. But also, I don't know if he's watched it, but on Facebook the other day, where they're camping at Cotton Tree, there was like a massive shark swimming yeah. around that. Yeah, I saw that. that. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like pretty wild area. We yeah. we went for a run this morning. Um, me and Gareth and his um sons, his one one of his sons rode, and then Jonty run I think ten k with us, and then after we finished the run, we went and jumped straight in the surf. Yeah, the we couldn't do that. It's <laughs> so hard nice. today. Yeah. So nice, such a great way to finish off a run. Got in the surf, just like had a bit of a swim, and then I just spent like a little while just like laying in the shallows, just. So good, eh? Such a nice way to finish. I could get used to doing that every day. Yeah. How about you, Nath? Your whole year's come to an end, but you're starting a new chapter towards a marathon. 16 weeks to go. 16 weeks today is London Marathon. And I had yep. a good, good chat in the week uh, via FaceTime with my older brother. So we were just going through some stuff and, and all that. Unfortunately, Elliot Kipchoge will not be there. He's in Tokyo. There you go. Tokyo Marathon and Kipton won't be there. He's doing Rotterdam Marathon. So at the end of January, they he'll, he'll release uh, who the elites are. So I'll just have to, maybe I've got a chance of winning it, mate. There's no, no big names. <laughs> no names yet. Uh, he's actually been running a bit. Spencer's running about four or five times a week. I said, oh, mate, you might be able to challenge my my three twenty one fastest marathon uh, in the family uh, yeah. uh, time. But uh, imagine if that if he could run with you, that would be pretty cool. Oh yeah, fuck. He won't be running though. He'll be nah money. Yeah. So uh, but, you've been a bit, you've been a bit sore the last few weeks. Sore calves. Is that yeah, track well, work problems? Stupidly wore my. I haven't run. I didn't. I ran Tuesday. We did the track session. Yeah, that was a good little track session actually. Though we did. The 60 second rest in between, but we did a 200, a 300, 400, 600, 800, then then reversed it eight, six, four, um, three, two, three, two, um, finish it off. So, and I did it all in my spikes <laughs> and then proceeded to have trouble walking for the next two days. So, <laughs> what an idiot. Um, so that me lesson there. You I know. did the same one time, I went to the track with, um, Lewis and I did, I think we did a, like eight, four hundreds and then finish with six, two hundreds. And I put the spikes on for the two hundreds and it That'd was all, you know, just the oh, two, six twos. You'd think so, but I actually couldn't run for like two weeks after it. I was oh. so <laughs> like, I was just so locked up and damaged. Yeah. So every time I tried to run, I just couldn't. For someone that's never run track, what's the go with the spikes affecting your calves? Is it just the zero drop, is it? Just no, oh, they're just thin. There's no cushion in. Yeah. There was not cushion. much cushion in and everything else. But I mean, I ran that eight k across country um, earlier in the year, uh, uh, and with the ASIC spikes, and that wasn't too bad. But uh, you know, it was pretty fine afterwards. But I think just um, there may be a different spike. It would have been alright if I maybe left done the four three two in them at the end but i could have did the whole session um anyway i was like last week i didn't do much i didn't do much just last week i was down to 39k from a, like a 69 70k weeks um then i then this week i've only done 27 but i was just being fatigued it's been hot um and and stuff and i just like yeah and and sorting some other stuff out with work. So um I just sort of took a bit of a 
to eased off the throttle a bit because I, I've got to start again this week. It's my 16-week training plan. Nick yeah. Bester plan for London. So, um, yeah, so it gave me a bit of opportunity just to heal up and whatnot, and then I'll smash it out. Um, but I've had a good year, you know, like uh, four marathons, uh, two half marathons, and a 50K. Yeah. So um, I think the highlight for me was did three marathons in the space of eight weeks, Brisbane Trail Marathon, Brisbane Marathon, and then Gold Coast Marathon and, and uh, PB'd all of them. Yeah, so that's down to 321 and then got a 132 for a half. So yeah. I've pretty, I've never done a proper half race before. So and yeah. tried to see what time I could get. So that 132 was good. So that's probably, uh, the, the, if I had two highlights, those Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast half. You yeah. definitely um, break 130 this year for the half. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. 130 and then. If I can maybe get 310 at London and then go for maybe three hours at Gold Coast. Yeah. So and yeah. Matilde so, signed up for Gold Coast Marathon as well. So yeah, that's same, exciting same as me. So there's going to be a heap of people there. Oh, we're going to have loads here. We'll have to get a uh, Brighton, Brighton Early Run Club um, tent up. Yeah, I think they're about 80% full now for anyone. Yeah. So this is the last day of the year, 80% full for... Uh, June, was it July? July, July, sixth marathon. Still six months to go, but it's eight, over eighty percent sold already. So if you're listening and you're thinking about it, buy an entry. Get on it. It'll yeah. kind of sell out. And then well, July seventh. Sorry, July seventh. July seventh. Yeah, six is the the day before half. The half. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, my highlight from the year would be another another year of good Ks. I, I got my first injury, which I've recovered from. So that was pretty cool. There was no sort of effects from that. But I'm, I wasn't the same as Nathan. I was pretty stoked with PBing all my distances. I didn't do a marathon, a road marathon this year, but I um, PB'd my 5K park run time, um, 10K. I did a half marathon. Guzzler. Yeah, the Guzzler. Guzzler, I took an hour and six off my previous year. Yeah. So I was pretty stoked That's with that. Great. Um, and without cramping, like I know I spoke, I nearly cramped, but I didn't cramp. So I got through my nutrition must've been right for going, you know, an hour quicker. I must've had the right nutrition. So pretty, pretty happy with that. I've swapped the guzzler in 2024 for the Gold Coast marathon. So I'm doing a road marathon instead of a trail ultra this year. Yeah, mate. that's good. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with how the year went. Um, I think uh, my half marathon, I, I PB'd everything between 10K. You know how you get all your PRs? It's obviously moving fast enough for your PR. At the time, I think I did my 10K in that half marathon. The first 10K was my 10K PB. And then you get your 15, you get your 10 mile, and so on, your 20K time. Um, and before that, I did the GC30, which had all those PBs as well. So I've eclipsed them in another month or so after the GC30. So just shows that if you just keep going and coming along every week and training hard you can just keep pressing on harder and harder obviously something broke there for a little bit but um i'm all fixed up now so i'm looking forward to another good year hey steve you mentioned dion allen he'd be someone pretty cool to get on the show and have an interview he's doing the talawara 100 miler next next year in about five or six weeks time yeah you said you said about that he's um he said he was, was complaining about the weather because he's got to get training for that. It's just so hard to train. Yeah. 
it just it just depletes you, especially being at work. And then, mm-hmm. uh, like Steve, you're outside, and then it's sparkling. You were working nights through in the heat in a, yeah. in a bloody oven, yeah, and yeah. Um, in a kitchen. There's and, no way I would have got 90 k's done this week if I was working. Nah, no way. It's just too hot. But just being able to get up in the morning and then during the day when it was hot, we're just sitting. We we don't have aircon on super cold enough and just to take the edge off. We usually have it on 28 and just have fans going around just to circulate it through the house. What have you found now that you just sleep in like uh, daytime workers do, mate? Yeah. What you find, you, do you prefer training? Because you were finishing work and then going for a run, weren't you? So yeah. Like, our finish work is during the daytime and I like to run in the afternoons at the evening. What are you preferring? You still prefer to run in the morning or you actually like running in the afternoon now? I haven't done an afternoon, proper afternoon. I've done Wednesday. I went to, um, out to the dam that Rachel Mill and the, the Sweeney's runners, she hosted a, a trail run out there just an hour out and back. So we got like 11 and a bit Ks done. Simon Bradbury come along. So I ran with him for that whole thing. And Karen Miller. Um, that was pretty cool. So I attended a few things that I can't normally do because I, I can't relax afterwards enough to cool down to go to work and go to have a sleep before I go to work again. So I did a double run Wednesday. I got up and did run with Rob Friday at 4 a.m. So I had to get up at 3 to go to that. So I still Where enjoy was that. that. Um, that was out at opposite the EH behind the 7 Eleven. We did a, a, a run with um, four of them. There's Lane Mills. Um, what time? Up. What time did that kick off? Four. There's a four AM group and a four forty five AM group. So the bigger group was four forty five, which is their regular crew. But anyone that wants to go early, they do it. I think the Striders used to do it like an old Northern Road out and back. Yeah, you do like yeah. their threshold with a few rolling hills and stuff. So we did that first. Um, we got six and a bit k's, and then we jumped on their river loop. I think Fraser's mentioned it once before. When he was running there a while back, they do a river loop. It just follows the outside gravel pathway of a, of a creek. And you sort of go across a bridge and back up the other way and come back along where, uh, what's that, Cash's Crossing Bridge comes up. So you sort yeah. of come back along there and run back up towards the H again. And I think that was about seven or so, seven and a half. So we end up doing like 13 and a half Ks. And then I come home and went, oh, everyone's still asleep because <laughs> we started at four. I got home at like whatever time six or so i got down everyone's still asleep so i just went out and did the other eight and a bit so a double run in the morning to make 21 so i did three half marathons this week in that with the rest two rest days yeah so i did 23 wednesday 21.1 friday and 22 today so there's the joys of not working Mate, if you could get that if you can maintain that volume and then put throw in a couple of like group sessions yeah, you three hours at Goldie. You'll start improving rapidly. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to aim for for Goldie if you decide? I don't know. I have to wait till we get a bit closer. And you know how you get the long runs in, and when we get sort of um, maybe I don't know. I'm three hours. Kind of tossing around, talking to Paul at Runco, and just saying, "Listen, this is the new me, and I'm not working night shift. So what can I do to start training and getting a few speed sessions in? And what does he recommend? You know." What are you going to do? Are you going to get a coach or what are you going to? Oh, it's a while away yet, but yeah, I'll see how we go start off the year. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this the other day and I was thinking this time of year is um perfect time, I reckon, to work on your form. Yeah. 
you know, like you, you can't just keep going out and just rinsing yourself in sessions because it's just murder in this heat. I reckon like just a couple of days a week, just do some like sessions, uh, not sessions, but like runs with, you know, in the middle of it, maybe do some strides or just some, some running drills to sort of improve your form and, you know, like where you're really working on your arm swing and lifting your yeah. knees up. And I reckon that's probably um, something that we should all be doing a bit more of. And now's the sort of time to do it because it's, you know, there's nothing to really train for. And um, it'd be best to do something like that at a track where it's all measured for you or ready to go. Yeah, maybe. Or just something where it's flat and not bumpy and potholes and mm. shit where you can sort of just run. And if you can get some video, you even that really helps. I think, yeah, so. oh, from behind, video from behind, video from the side. Use both. No, I, I don't have any sort of real sort of running. I've got a poor running form, but it works for me, I guess. It's more of a shuffle, but it's still smooth and it's efficient enough for me to run fast. So I just got to be able to. I wouldn't say you've got a poor running form. Yeah. yeah. Like we can all work. Like there's probably things that we can all work on. I've you got a bit of fine. I've got a bit of a rock in mind. I'm tr yeah. constantly trying to stop that. And I don't, and I run quite well. And then the moment I lose concentration and get tired. Yeah. Start moving again. Like it's, yeah, it's difficult. Got to constantly work on that sort of stuff. Eh? It's when Welcome. you get fatigued. That's when your sort of form goes. Yeah. Like Wayne Spees said, you know, you got to work on the core and then you're, you're yeah. stronger. You won't start all, yeah. all the place. But when you run at the track, your form will change with the different pace you go. So when we do that stuff at the track, you start with a, if you're doing 200s, 300s of faster stuff, mm. you know, you, you, your form changes. It has to, because you've got to get your knee a bit higher. You lift your heel a bit higher. You know, like that's why they, a lot of the athletes put in strides at the end of a run. Mm. Like so in a run, do three, four, you know, in that last kilometer, do like 20 seconds of, really pick the pace up, you know, go sub, yep. sub four, four minute. That's uh, something I'm going to look at anyway. I'll, I'll have to talk to someone. Like little yeah. sprints, little sprints to get your knee up, lift your chest, you know, move your arms, get your sort of, get your, because you always oh, get into that monotony of just running at the same old pace. Yeah. yeah, your cadence, just, you get that same thing. But like, I hardly ever put it on Strava, but at least once, maybe twice a week on like the run code, programs there'll be strides at the end of an easy run like probably on say like a wednesday mm. so you do 45 minutes or an hour easy and then with five 80 meter strides at the end of it just because you get so you know you're running five minute k's or whatever and you don't really get that proper turnover in your legs and then when you do the strides it really opens everything up and yeah sort of like hard to do after you run an hour you're like oh i just want to stop and go in but like I always do them out the front of my house, just up and back, up and back, get them done. Is it is it true that they say when you do strides, the hard effort brings out your proper form anyway? Is that is that a common thing? So it's like when you're just shuffling along, just running at five minute pace. But if you really put in, you your body sprint. has to has to do the right movements anyway to get that generate that sort of speed. Mm -hmm. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Let's come and do some of the track sessions with us on Tuesdays, mate. See you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Chappie's old man, Chappie's dad, he, um, he run for New Zealand way back in the day. And he said, when you do your like 200s and your 400s, 
you should run them fast, but run them with the same form that you'd run your 5k, like try and run relaxed and, you know, mm -hmm. so that when you do your 5k quicker, you, it doesn't feel like any different. Yeah. Sort of I, running I love to watch, I'll just watch you. I posted it on my Instagram. Yeah. It was like, it's a couple of, um, I love the, the, when you look at Seb Coe and Steve Cram, especially I like Steve Cram's style. He had a really good knee lift, kicking his, you know, his heels kicking your backside. And he, um, when you watch them sprint, they do 815 and that last sort of like 300 where they go. And mm -hmm. form is just great to watch. And you go, oh, that's like, that's good running form. Watching yeah. Flick around the track. Seb Coe, got to have one of the nicest styles. Yeah, ever. Seb Steve would like, great. Yeah. Do you guys amongst your peers, like when you're running with striders and you see someone coming at you, you go, oh, I know who that is before you recognize their face because of the, the way they run? Yeah. Uh, so going on to that, like I can tell you guys because I, I train it. We run at North Lake, so I might see you doing a warm-up and in the distance I'll see your style before I recognize you because you might have a hat on or a different shirt or you're running away from me even, you know, and I don't know it's you, but I can still, still see that style. So we're all coming across the bridge today, the Houghton Highway, heading back towards Decker Park. And in the distance, I go, that's Woolly's dad. <laughs> it's like just this speck on the bridge, like in the distance. And then... Um, leaning forwards, like sort leaning of... Leaning forwards. Yeah, yeah. The bald head is a big giveaway, but he's just the way he's running and his shoulder movement, you know, how you say you sort of move uh, a bit around a bit. He is exactly the same from front on. The only difference is when he runs behind, you see his feet turning. He yeah, really turns on the outside shocking. of his um outside um, of his forefoot, man. Is that super? Is it called supinating? Oh, when you lean out, pronating, but supinate, but he just yeah. lands and this sort of like right. from the ankle solid, up. Then it just goes ding. from the ankle up. You guys look exactly the same. I swear. Do you know, I was running behind your dad most of uh, well, yeah, yes, uh, yesterday part run. And when they went past, fuck, I forgot who it was. Um, there was a, there was a, fuck, what's his name? Is it, um, one of the other, he always does park run, but anyway, he was walking and he, um, I think he was pushing the pram with the dog in this time. And he was walking with someone else and Tick went past. Yeah. And he point, and I was far enough away for let them start the conversation. He goes, look at the white, look at him run. And uh, the woman goes, oh, did he used to be a sprinter or something? Yeah, because he's like running on the front of his feet. He's talking about your dad. And uh, I didn't say anything. I just made for a pair of alpha flies, eh? Yeah. yeah. Just like bouncing on the front. He should yeah. get a pair of those Mizunos. Yeah, he said that yeah, to me this morning. Be... I was wearing them this morning on the long run just to save my legs a bit because they have got super cushion, eh? And I said, oh, they got no heel in them. And he goes, that's perfect for me. He goes, I don't use my heel at all. Yeah, that, I yeah, just yeah, I wore yeah. those. I found they just feel like I've got a, a bit too much maybe under my arch or my foot. But I definitely I may have to get used to them. Yeah, See I what? think um it feels like that as soon as you're walking in, but that's where it all compresses. So when you're running with all your weight on them and pushing, that becomes level, I guess, and it becomes the real shock absorber as well as you're pushing off. It's like it feels like nothing else in my shoe collection, eh? So do you reckon you could do a whole marathon in there? Oh yeah, yeah, I reckon. I did 22K without even thinking today. Not only wore them, that was the third time I've worn them. Do you reckon it makes you faster? Well, that park run yesterday, I thought, I'll see. I haven't done any speed in them. Um, probably four-minute pace, but I um, I did 3.30 for the last 400 of my park run yesterday. 
and yeah. just able to hold that pace quite easily. Whereas I'd probably struggle, not struggle, but it's not something mm-hmm. I'd do at the end of a for 400 meters, you know, in my other shoes. I still rate them. I, I oh, had those, man. I bought those, um, uh, what do you call them? The uh, Vaporfly threes to race in specifically training them for weeks. You got the two or the threes? The threes. You know, I have the twos yeah, and I got right. the alpha ones and I rate these better than all those shoes. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. That's a big and, and Steve Woolley messaged me, he goes, what sort of distance? And I said, I reckon you could do any distance. Um, but cool. going off, going off the things I've seen on the internet, they're designed for sub two hour 30 marathon runners. So, cause even Joel said today, he goes, they're great. He goes, they're not really designed for a five minute pacer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, they got that. But he, so I said, oh, I wore them today for the cushioning. He goes, oh, they are plush. Like they, that's what they are. But to get the actual benefit out of them, you need to be running, you know, three forties or three fifties. Yeah. You need to be able to actually utilize the technology in them. Because it doesn't come alive till that pace. He goes, they like feel nice and they feel like they toe off. They really get you up on your toes. But when you get up to speed, he said, that's where the shoe evolves the runner. Like you actually become faster because of the technology that's your body's turning that shoe into, into yourself. You know what I mean? It's become part of you. And he goes, so that's, that's what they're designed for. They're not, they're not designed. You're not going to go out and spend $360 to do a 26 minute park run in them, you know? So yeah. they're not going to give you that 2% or anything that the the Nikes are giving you. They're going to try and make you get faster by making you get better when you are running flat out. So yeah. that's the whole point of them. But he said, yeah, each to everyone's opinion. Like they might, for people that can run two hours 30, that's that's a bloody quick marathon anyway. But to say that the shoe's not going to come alive unless you can run faster, as fast as that, he goes, that's what they're aimed at. So, um, yeah, I rate them. He said he got he got the ones under him. I'm not sure they call the flash twos or something. And he reckons they're even softer again. And they have that same forward propulsion. Um, yeah, pretty cool. It'd be it'd be good to see what what everyone else's thoughts are when they sort of become a bit more. What they could what is the actual name of them? Was it the Wave Rebellion? The wave, wave Rebellion Rebellion Pro Two. Pro two, yeah. With yeah. the plate and that, yeah. Nice. yeah. I'll go get one. Have you have a look at the bottom of them, Steve? Yeah, go and get one. Just, only just um, only when I've like seen people running in them, I haven't really held one and you know oh had a man, look at it yet. The weirdest thing in my car because I'm like a driver manual and pressing the brake and there's the whole middle of the shoe. There's a carbon plate and it's just got the shoe on each side of it. Just went like this onto the onto the foot pedal and just locked in. I'll go get it. <laughs> what while he's getting that, I have to say that uh, last night we booked the flights for London. Who are you so, flying with? Um, well, it's through Virgin, but don't, uh, guitar airlines. Okay. One stop to Paris. Yeah. And then we're, we're in, we're in, uh, France for a bit of time. And then we get the train to London and then, um, we're in London for three or four days. And then we go to Scotland. Mate, sorry. You just triggered my memory there when you. When we hang up after this, I'll send you the uh, the Apple Music link for it. But there's a wicked album called Last Train to Paris, P. Diddy. Uh, yes. It's mega offensive. You can't ever play it anywhere where there's, you know, old people or kids because it's mother, motherfucker this, motherfucker that. But it's really good. Sorry. Man, that is such a good-looking pair of shoes. They there's that height in the middle. There's 50. Oh, 50 is it legal? 
58 the class mil. is legal. The back is. So as long as the heel is under oh. 39, whatever. But in the middle there, look how big that is. Crazy. I really want to give a pair a really good go. They are, they um, are really plush. So that's the bit you stand on when you, when you stand up. So that's what you're saying. But this part here... When you when you stand on it, you're saying it's too high in the forefoot. I think it compresses. And if you ever watch a slow motion, it in that, my, slow motion my video of it, it almost a third of the shoe disappears. Eh? So when they're running hard on them, they're, they're just the bottom bit just crushes in. And Rebel Sports, $360. There you go. That's what I was talking about. There is no middle in the shoe. It goes right through the back. Wow. You'll have to put a um, photo on the Instagram. So when I was that. like, yeah, so when I was like pressing my clutch, in the car with my left oh. foot, it went around it like this and locked on. I'm like, oh shit. So I had my my foot on the clutch and and then the same thing with the brake going from the, the accelerator to the brake. I'm like, oh, Jesus, cool. I'm gonna have to change shoes. Yeah. It started to freak me out, you know. But um it's unreal. And they're apparently I don't know how that, that works as a as a grip, but they're so grippy, even in, in wet conditions. There's like wet and bits and pieces there today. You know, normally if you go through a puddle or something, you just get that little bit of a slip with shoes, but they just seem to, it's like a sports tire. It just spreads it do all out. Do you find it actually feels like because of the way that that sole is, that it does propel you more forward rather yeah. than... Yeah, seen plenty of they get all the super shoes and they put them like that and they drop it from the heel. These rock by themselves for a bit yeah. and all the other super shoes wow. just go, just stop. I don't know if I can do it, but um, there's been a few little videos something like that and they they get it and they go yeah yeah it just rocks back and forth just rocks back and forwards whereas you get another pair of shoes they just go and just stop yeah they're yeah. so actually like yeah it's weird because like you can get your your finger under that bit at the back you can see my finger coming out yeah yeah there's no you can almost like go to the middle of your heel before it touches so Fuck, I'm unreal, like, there, eh? they're not the lightest shoe I wouldn't say they're the lightest shoe. Like the alphas are probably lighter or around about the same. The Vaporflies are definitely lighter, but these just feel way better. Oh, wicked. I'm 42 Ks. You, you're I? after a bit of comfort too, I imagine. So Yeah. I told you I've got another pair of those uh, Adidas Adios Pro 3s. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 126 bucks DFO. God, that's a bargain. Well, that's that is a third that is of the price, isn't it? That's just crazy. Like, yeah. That, yeah. Wish you were a 13, man. I'd swap shoes with you for a week. Just say, running these, I'll run. Oh, yours. yeah, mate. If we were the same size, we'd be shop swapping shoes yeah. left and center, wouldn't we? I've got Taz. another pair for you. I've got another pair for you, Steve. They don't, they don't, uh, they don't work for me. You can have them. <laughs> after that show, I said it'd be cool if everyone was. Taz goes, What size are you? I said 13. He goes, Me too. He goes, You can borrow my shoes anytime. Oh, but, um, yeah. yeah, sort of when I said, what about these ones? And he, uh, we both had them anyway, but he's got the Flash Series 1, which is the Mizuno, yeah. same sort of um, same sort of foam and stuff in them. But yeah, come next year when we've got nothing on, I might borrow, borrow something off him. But he's got Alphas and I've got Alphas, we've got Vapors. So we've all got the same shoes anyway. It's just these new ones as they come out, it'll be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you must be due for new shoes. You've been running them green Alphas for forever. Well, I've, got, I've got a new Coast. pair. I've got a new pair of the Alpha Ones off the Nike website. Oh, the purple ones, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a pair of them, and then I've got a pair of the New Balance. Are they the? Re uh, no, not Repel. RC Elite. RC Elite. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. um, 
I got a pair of them for 150 bucks at DFO. Yeah. Even though I'm not a massive fan of them shoes, like I'm just going to have to glue the, um, glue the insole down. Cause I, yeah. I, I took them out for a run up the coast. And by the time I finished the right side insole was sticking Slip out of back. Sticking yeah. out of the shoe. Fucking so wow. annoying. Adrian yeah. Seville has the same shoes as your dad. So yours are the same as his again, that yeah. orangey yellow color with the purple top on them. Or yeah, pink that's top. them. Yep. Yeah. He said the same thing at the end of the run this morning. He goes, man, I'm going to have to glue these soles in. He goes, I had to pull over twice and push the, the inner sole back up to the front where my toes are. Man, that's exactly what they do to me. So Some companies are calling them a sock liner. They call it that, a sock liner, the yeah. insole. But the, in, the insole slides back. Yeah, literally as you're running like, over time, mm. it works its way back back up the shoe. It's and it's coming out his heel. Annoying. But you yeah. think oh, with a decent shoe, expensive shoe, they could put a decent insole in it. Well, these are I know great. they're trying to cut weight, but like, you know. These are the same as Nike's. You can't physically pull that out. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the my life is the insoles. Yeah. Nah. But they must specifically make those inner soles loose like that so you can interchange them with orthotic or something because otherwise you've got to rip that. Like the Nikes are stitched in. The Alpha Flies, the Alpha Flies, I really have trouble getting them out. So you've got all the foam as well because you want to put Yeah, yeah. But the Alpha Fly ones, I had to take them out and then they were ruined. They were gone. Yeah. How do you rate them for like, would they be a speed shoe, Steve? Uh, they're like a, I reckon they'd be good over 5k and good in good for training sessions, yeah. but I wouldn't, uh, oh, I mean, that's over honest, half price. yeah, they, you, you could definitely wear them for a marathon for sure. Definitely, definitely wear them. But I don't know though, to be honest, they wouldn't be my first pick, but, it, but like, I don't think it'd make much different difference between them and the, you know, all the other brands, like they're just. It's just that the insole bit annoys me. But all I need to do is just put a few drops of, um, you know, super glue or, or whatever, just to stop it from sliding around. I th- and I'd probably solve those problems, but. No more nails. Yeah, just something. Just <laughs> something Just something that's sort of like small. Even um, spray contact adhesive would probably yeah, be yeah, the job. That'd be the guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, so I've got them. I've started wearing them green alphas just for everything now. You're Easy always in them every photo. Yeah. You, you, own, them. you own a daily trainer that doesn't have a plate in it. Yeah. Oh man, I've got me um actually the Prime the Adidas Prime X have, have got the Adidas. But they've got the bars. Yeah, yeah. So, no, oh yeah, I've got we'll get a pair for training. Man, I've got so many shoes. I got I, I wear I rotate between the green alphas. The I wear the Vaporflies for the short reps, the Adidas for the easy runs, the Hocker Bondi's for easy runs, the Nike Invincibles for easy runs. So like I just rotate oh, the yeah. the Invincibles the, and the Hockers yeah. are not, not plated shoes. So. Nah, yeah, they're they're just harder, harder to run quicker and you know. Yeah. So with the Adidas Prime X, though, I can't really run quick in them either. They're just too heavy. Yeah. But they're so squishy and bouncy. Like, yeah, this foam is great in those. That's yeah. what I love about those Adidas. The foam is just, um, it's just like putting on like uh, slippers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It is what makes a shoe away the comfy. They've got to be comfy. You're not going to run mm. in something that's going to tear your feet apart. 
Um, yeah. even if it, even if you got good times in it, you just be going, oh no, another twenty k's. Mm-hmm. You like- don't want to be running and thinking about your feet. That's what someone said to me once. Yeah. I said you just want to be running and going, oh, is that a bit tight? Can mm-hmm. I just my toe touch it? You know, you just don't want to be thinking. You want to be thinking about everything else. Yeah. Like nutrition and that, not like, oh, is this my is my arch hurting now? You know, like yeah. Because I wore my Vaporfly ones once for a time trial with no socks on, oh. and it it lacerated the back of my heel to the point where I couldn't run for like a week after it because I had such. Well, I did, but what I did was I got a really old pair of shoes, and I like handsawed off the back of the heel, so it wasn't touching me um, where it had cut me. But it man it. Oh, it was pissing out blood and everything. By the time I finished, I was like, shit, that's no good. It took so long to heal too. Cause you know, everything you do with your foot, it's, it's rubbing yeah. against it and ripping the scab off. And yeah. yeah, definitely comfort over. I know speed's all important on race day, but you need comfort too. You got to train in them shoes. You can't just leave everything to the last day and put them on for a race. Seriously. Especially marathon. Yeah. You know, it's a long time to be on your feet. Yeah. That's the only shoe I haven't tried yet. The Adios, Adi yeah, Zero. Man, That's pretty. Look pretty cool, eh? You the can get them cheap. Big. If you get them cheap, definitely give them a whirl. Yeah. Well, Nathan reckons like he was all Nike before that, and now he's got those shoes. He's what on your second, third pair Three of those? I've done in those. I've done. You did uh, Brisbane. Brisbane Gold Coast. So I've done the two marathons in them, and I did the half. Yeah. In- so that was your choice at the last minute. That week before, that was your decision. So obviously, comfort for you too. You know you're going to still run hard, but obviously, comfort. And for you, Steve, obviously, Nike Alpha Flies. Sam Himes the same. He, he he's got a bit of a shoe collection, and then he always goes for comfort. He goes because because you know he's getting injuries. Um, you know, having sore shin splints and things like that all the time. Mm-hmm. He, he goes, I I got to choose comfort because everything else. Once you go back from the alphas feel like so stiff that you can't move in them and he goes where are these are a cushioned shoe that obviously give a better better part of everything and and the recovery in super shoes that's the main reason i wore them today just to have a, a longer run in them and see what they felt like yeah it definitely helps eh? especially yeah. when you're getting when you're a master's runner you need all those like little one percenters to help like recovery and like i ran 20k this morning and I wore those green alphas and like, I don't feel like I've even run. Like I could go for another run. Mm. Maybe, I, maybe I should go and run that 300 meters. Do you know what though? <laughs> those alpha fly twos I've got, I've done 360 K in them now. And I'm starting to think they're nearly difficult of at it because I haven't lasted. I've starting to get a bit of ache. Yeah. Mm. They were fine. I remember I've worn I've worn them the first few times. I was like, fuck, these are great. I could run a marathon in these. And then just they seem to have like and you said the same, didn't you, Stephen? There's no popping them now, like the the ones, the Alpha Fly ones. But I don't really wear my Alpha Fly ones, so I'm just saving them mm. for whenever. But yeah. I did a fifty in those. That that uh Tagula, the dust till dawn, I did the fifty in those on that sort of rough terrain that i was fine the next day walking the alpha fly one so Mm. on that terrain fuck yeah man let's go through our um favorite things about this year i've got i've got a few points i've saved in my phone so 
Yeah, on a on a personal level, I went over it before, but Gold Coast Marathon was a um a real highlight for me. I I just felt like a really good training block. Uh, like just yeah, everything went so well, and then on the day, everything went you know ninety five percent well until I sort of hit that hit the wall at about thirty seven k, but managed to um pull myself together and get it finished with a, uh, a really, really good PB. So the next year, it, the goal is sub 245. And then uh, after, after 245, the goal will be sub 240 because once you get sub 240, that gets your championship start at London. Because I said to Spencer, I said, oh, good. Steve, uh, Steve got 248. And he said, he said, oh, that's pretty good. You know, it was so. two two forty nine, but I'll take that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he said, "Well, it's good. It's pretty. It's pretty good going." Yeah. What yeah. was your official time, Steve? Again, I think it was two forty. It was low two forty nine. I think two forty nine oh four. Was it oh four? Something, something, something like that. Yeah. But I yeah. was on track for a bit quicker. If I hadn't have lost a minute or so at thirty seven k, I would have done that. But I mean, yeah, it was one of, one of them things. Which one do you take? Do you take the official time or the Strava marathon time? Because I know that was two forty eight something. Oh, I'd, so, take, I'd, just, I'd take the mat time at the at the event. Yeah. Just because they're always a bit long, aren't they? These yeah. Yeah. Over, it has to be to make sure, doesn't it? Because yeah, yeah. people take a bit of shortcuts and and stuff. Like my my park runs are always coming in under, even though that is official. So you could, but I suppose you'd have to take that what mm. they class as the official. 42.195 yeah the only yeah. reason i say that is because that same 42.2 right goes through so when sam Hyam went through that marathon distance in the 50k that's still that same chip time going through strava time you know what i mean yeah there's no official marathon time as such during a 50k it's it's no. a it's a, it's a you can't it's, class that as your your fastest 42 yeah it, the official time has to be at a race yeah, even if you're so, in a fifty, yeah, if you're in a fifty k race, and you that's get what I'm saying. TV, Steve's, Steve's marathon TV. was just long, but he still has that marathon time that goes through, as well as the the mat time. You know what I mean? Brisbane so marathon was pretty close. I was literally like almost spot on. I think mm. forty, like I literally finished, and then it was like fifty meters more. Yeah, that showed up on my Strava anyway. Well, so, I um, I reckon. Next, well, for Gold Coast, man, there's going to be such a good um, crew of us. There'll be me, Taz, Sam, plus all the bush turkey guys that are around that same pace. Like, there'll be so many, um, there'll be so many of us doing those big workouts, man. It's going to be buzz. Like, man, I'm really going to make an effort to try and YouTube some of that because I reckon it'd be so cool to um, be a lot. There's quite a few from the Brighton Early Run Club as well, yeah, yeah. So, I think it'd be a great, yeah. Oh, it'd be just so good. Great day. But, yeah. But my um I mean, so many great interviews that we've done on the um on the podcast. I mean, in mm. like celebrity sort of wise, you can't go past like Liam Adams and Jack Rayner and yeah, Rayner. um mm. they they were just great interviews, but local guys too, you know. Just uh, sometimes they're my more my favorite ones is the uh, the local guy, local guys, but um man my favorite thing about the year has been that i've met so many cool local runners like i've met 
just so many guys that I've been out running with and just made, you know, really good connections with. Oh, it's just, you know, like running is booming. But, man, my, my actual favourite thing that, of this year is just watching the running scene has just exploded. Like, it's just booming. Like, you look at, we've got groups like, you know, Bright and Early. Um, there's just there's re- local running groups starting up. But then there's also all the major gyms, you know, like all the big um, sort of like more CrossFit style gyms have all started up their own running clubs and they're just huge. Like the LSKD guys have got running clubs, running groups, sorry, um, all over and they're all massive. So like that's, that's been my favorite thing is just watching the running community explode. And I, I just, I'm so excited for what, like, cause you think some of these guys that are getting into running now that can run, say, I don't know, 20 minutes for park run and they're, and they're in their twenties. Like imagine what they'll do next year after like putting together some, a few months of training. Mm. There's just going to be like, we were running at uh, golden beach and I said to um, Dion, I said, I remember when 20 minutes might've won you a park run. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Like there's just kids and, and there's even masters runners that are running, you know, you know, 15 minute park runs. It's in, it's insane, but it's just great to be a part of it. And, um, you know, you, as you get older, you realize that when this sort of thing happens, it doesn't always last. So you got to sort of real soak it all in whilst it's happening and definitely, um, going to do that. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens next year. What about yeah. you guys? Amigo. Oh, okay. yeah. I think, um, my biggest thing this year was the guzzler. I put a lot of training started way back in was that April because it was um obviously July 22nd and in the four sort of months of that I um did the GC30 so I was training for that as a lead up to keep the mileage up and then I had the Brisbane uh, Queensland half marathon out from Decker Park um and then went into the Guzzler after that I hadn't done any trail so it was just all mileage trying to build a really big base beforehand some people say a really big base, but I was sort of looking at 80 to 90K weeks around that sort of money. Um, eight weeks out from the guzzler, I started training trails. I had not run a trail since before March, I think, from March, early in the year. So eight weeks out from the actual event, I started and I did 380 Ks in June and 9,300 meters of elevation. Um, that was just in the one month. I think that's what got me across, I think everyone knows strength training. So if you run to the, the consistency of the the terrain that you're going to be training on. So basically after work every day, I was heading out and doing three hour runs and getting home at lunchtime, going back to work at 10 o'clock that night. Um, I think just training like that and fatiguing the legs and building, I could feel I was getting stronger and stronger. Does that make sense? So it's like one of those real surreal sort of training blocks that I haven't sort of had before. So going into that sort of much elevation and that sort of Ks over one month, I could find myself getting faster on the trails as well as stronger. My ankles weren't getting sore. And then going into that sort of small taper bit before the guzzle, I was really pumped about everyone saying what was going to be your time. You know, coming from eight hours, three the year before, I thought, you know, seven hours, 30 is still a big chunk of time off that. But I'd, I'd be stoked if I, between the small group of people that I had chatted to 
um, to go sub seven hours was, was a really sort of big goal for me. And then to get 5k from the finish and know all I had to do was do six minute kilometers to get to, <laughs> to sort of break that seven hours. Um, I was stoked. I had an ETA on my watch at one stage, it was saying six hours, 56, six hours, 58. And then as I got within, within a kilometer of staying six hours, 57 finish time. So yes, yeah, it was all I had to do was stay upright. Um, so yeah, I was so, so, so happy. Um, it all comes to an end though, you know, like, and you, as soon as I, you get that sort of, um, what do I do now? Sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's still only middle of the year. So we're talking July. Um, so yeah, you just sort of pick yourself back up and start training again. And it all comes good. Found Brighton early run club early in the year. Um, and that's been the best Sundays for me. Like a, it's the whole year of Sundays has been the funnest thing. Like just showing up and running with people and having a chat about the week. I know Nathan's got on board. He comes along and has a chat too. So it's a it's a big variety of runners. Does that make sense? They're not all. Mm. No, I don't think anyone's elite. Taz probably the most elite of them. But then there's people that come along and smoke him off on a, on occasion too. You know, and they'll be back and think, well, how did that how did that happen? You know, we're just weekend warriors, aren't we? But we just do and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, sorry. Um. You know, Simon Bradbury. You spoke yeah. about him a little bit earlier. Man, he's like in his fifties, and I think. Well, I'm not sure of his PV, but he quite often runs like low 16 minutes over yeah. the 5K. Yeah. He's so, got the um, park run at um, Petrie, Petrie Park Run course record. Oh, that's there a tough, go. that's a really hilly, tough yeah. park run. So as far as I know, like for someone just to come out and smash that, and he's very humble, like he doesn't think he's as good as what he, he is, obviously. But um, he doesn't have any social media, doesn't have Strava. He just goes off his watch. He'll just go, oh, what date was that? And go, oh, I remember it was something like that and go through his watch. I don't even think he has Garmin Connect because he doesn't need to load it up to anything. He's got an old forerunner 235. And he'll do a run and it's on his watch and he goes, oh, average pace, 450. Cool. That's all he does. He doesn't know what anyone else is doing. In that say. Yeah. And I said, how do you know where to show up for runs and stuff? And he goes, oh, Rachel sends me a screenshot to my mobile. <laughs> and that's how he knows where to go that's that's yeah. crazy yeah but um it's unreal how someone like that uh he's broken his back and he's got a fused vertebrae so he's vertebrae really? yeah he's in <laughs> some sort of accident years ago when i met him we were talking about it this morning with nathan he's got his 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 spine is fused so he, he's not flexible like you and me Wow. And he can still run. So that's his joy is just to be able to still do that at his age. It's unreal. When you watch him run, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think he's got anything. Like he's got a lovely style and. Oh, he's so springy, man. He's awesome to watch. eh? But um, I I talked to him years ago when I first met him and and he wore a Burt shirt to the Caboolture Road Runners Handicap Series when I was doing that. And I said, are you still doing Burt? And he goes, yeah, he goes, they, they get me along to pace all the young fellas because they need someone to take them out. He goes, I'm just a throwaway. He goes, they get me to flog them off at the beginning. And he goes, and once I get them all up to speed, as soon as I can't hold on, I say, you guys keep going. And then that was my job done. So he just gets out there and he, out of the blocks, he's just a weapon, you know. But for, he, he can easily do 16-minute park run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. Can I, can I talk about my highlight of the year that, that I really enjoyed? Because then yeah. we, we talked to Daniel Jones earlier in the year from New Zealand about the Talawara 
100 100k was it that he yeah, was in? i think he won the 100k he won yeah. the 100k and then he went to western rocks um over in america western states was it western states um to compete there i think he picked up fifth yeah um, that, and that's a oh man top 10 there is like proper world class yeah so in the back of my mind i've been following him um just doing watching his training and it really sort of sunk in he grew up just doing trails he didn't he doesn't do much flat road stuff it's just trail this trail that go out and run this hill that hill um for me that sort of i sort of remembered all that during my training so i've just been following him and he's still killing it eh? like he yeah, went out for yeah. a 40 something k trail run yesterday he's he just eats it I, I don't think know. until that fifth place he was like he'd won every single event yeah like for 10 races in, in a row or something, he'd won every race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he got beaten by some superior runners, obviously, you know? Yeah. Like we'll proper, well, I don't know who won that, but that's like an actual world class race, yeah. and, you know, with the best, the best of the best go there to race. I'm sure Nathan knows all the, the results for that Courtney DeWalter and everyone, but records have fallen in that department of the racing industry this whole year for everything. Um, all those milers and things like that they've been doing, UTMB, everything, just all those, all those races. They're just records just keep falling all the time. So everyone's just getting better and faster, more technology in the shoes. Maybe, maybe everyone's just training wiser, but it's pretty trail, cool to watch. Trail run is hard one because the, the shoe technology is not really changing much. Mm. You know, like for those top, you know, Courtney's still wearing Salomon. Yeah. And, uh, but we're talking in an era where everyone's starting to get, you know, carbon plated trail shoes now. So yeah, that's all come into the scene in the last 18 months. Be interested to see how much difference. Uh, yeah. If it makes, but. Um, Cause it's more to do with all the skill you know, grip mm. and. Yeah. Yeah. And trail that. running is a bit of a skill as well. It's not like you just get there and run. You've got to be fast and fit. You know, mm. there is a skill to it as well and hydrating, right. And yeah. Uh, nutrition and everything else and like if you just start like Courtney has been in races when all of a sudden she's got bad guts started throwing up and she hasn't done anything different to what she's normally done and then like falling apart so you know it can, it yeah. can and then hitting home after all this has happened um a homegrown legend Taz Savage man did his 100k Cozzy run Cozzy Osco run in 14 hours so just out of pure pure fitness of everything else he's done the rest of the year his previous longest run prior to that was in his um ultra 355 he ran a 50k at 430 average on the road and then goes from that to do 100 and i think it's 106 k's it's crazy it is crazy yeah yeah just to even survive that event is just bananas he reckons there's like five seasons in one day. You're running through snow, one section, across ice, and then two storms, they just got pelted with rain. And then the sun come out, it was like 35 degrees and so humid because it was just like melting. It was just melting him. And then next minute, another storm come through and then it was freezing cold. And then go from daytime temperatures into nighttime temperatures. It's like five seasons all in one day. Crazy. We've been talking about going back next year. Uh, he was going to do the 50. Uh, me and one of the lads from Brighton Early Run Club were going to do the miler. Oh, so crazy. Uh, those talks have started. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. 
It's amazing how people just influence other groups or people. I want to do a Milo before I like sort of finish that long stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'd just love to do a Milo and that might be the opportunity to do it. Yeah. What about you, Knife? Um, oh, look, with, with regards to the podcast, this podcast has been great in that we've just met so many people and we've seen the, our audience grow and um, having people come up to you and go, oh, are you Nathan and uh, listen to the podcast and I just, just look forward to it. And it's weird that you can have an influence on people. People come up to you and it's just like, it's just the highlight of my week. I just can't wait to, you think, oh, if we sort of a bit late in letting, releasing one, you just think, oh, one of these people sitting there and going, oh, when's the next one? When's the next one? You know, it's not like we do it on purpose. We just, we just we're busy as well. We can't always get together. The, like, yeah. At least, you know, two of us. Um, so that's, that's been really good. And then, Actually, um, I've forgotten the guy's name. Uh, one of the striders came up to me yesterday. I was sat down next to dad after park run when we were melting into the stones we were sat on. And he said, oh, you're Nathan. He said, there, and I think he said, it, was, it might have been Liam or someone. And um, I said, this is my son, 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 whatever. And he goes, oh, I've been watching your Road to London videos. Oh, cool. And he said, they're great. We really look forward to seeing them. So and I know some of them only get like 20 to 30 or so views. But he said, yeah, we love watching them. He said, yeah, can't wait for the next one. You know, so that was like really, that's like quite inspirational for, mm. for someone to come up and say that to you and think, oh, maybe I'll do more. You know, because if it, if even if there's a few people that enjoy it, you know, it's like, um, and look forward to seeing it. So that that's really been um I suppose a um, bit of a highlight for me and just, um, yeah, just knowing that, uh, you know, people like to listen to us. Mate, like on Just on that, what you just brushed on there. If, um, if you listen to the latest episode of the fitness and lifestyle podcast with that Danny Kennedy that was on last week, he talks about, he's just done his 500th episode and he talks about how the first hundred episodes did nothing. And he was like, he was trying really hard and it just didn't seem to be going anywhere. And then all of a sudden it just went and just blew up. And he said, there's the biggest lesson there is for, if you're trying to do something with YouTube or, or whatever, it's the, the, uh, the gains is made in consistency and, um, it's just, constantly pumping it out like getting it done and and yeah. constantly doing it it's like he said people always want to see results within you know they make 30 youtube videos and go oh, i'm not at a thousand subscribers and give up but you usually get there at five thousand videos and then it just it just booms like yeah there's a lesson there it's just don't give up like keep going and i think um well me i think what's really kicked off the end of the year with getting the uh entry into london mm. and then uh that that's uh that's and and i've actually got into i was doing all the trail stuff wasn't i i've got into road running now yeah so i was sort of quite excited about and i've done a well i did uh three road marathons last year and went to sydney and did sydney marathon you know so um yeah uh that um that sort of uh it's been a bit of a highlight i think and i'll just carry that on next year and then do uh do whatever comes along 
But you, you know. say you say, oh, the uh, road to London, uh, yeah, road to London videos only get a few views. Like some of them go really well, and some yeah. of your YouTube videos have gone that like done, yeah, like thousands of views. So probably talking it down a little bit there because some of them have done really well. It's just, um, it's yeah. just, it's a tough thing that, to to do. It's hard to get views and engage. I'm inside the race at uh, at Sydney Marathon, which I YouTubed. And had a fucking hard marathon. That was hard. That was hot. And then it's got like about 2,000 views, I think. So something like that, 1,500. Yeah. And then that, then that, when I talked about the what needs to improve to make Sydney a major, that's got like about 2,000 views on yeah. it. So that was, um, and there were some good comments there. So, um, you know, people saying, I agree with the hot like all your points, like 100%. This is people who've done it. And so I think it's worth Abbott listening to people who've done it and saying, you know, like, okay, it's already good the organisers say this, but how many of the organisers have actually been and run it and then gone, oh, crikey, you know, like... What's the main thing they need to change? Yeah, it's such a nightmare getting all those people to the start because yeah. we couldn't even get off the train. Hmm. Like, people weren't even able to get off the train, you know, like, it was fucking the doors were shutting. Um, and there's all these people massing. It's like London Underground, uh, rush hour. Then it's too hot. And then the the um, course was um, was not great and very hilly. I mean, okay, if you minus the hills, because not every marathon has to be dead flat, you know. Like, yeah. You want to go really? a good time. It needs to be a bit flatter. Definitely improvement in course. But I think the t- time of year... It's too bloody hot. And that was what yeah. caused that they're going to have some major issues with foreigners coming, running. If it happens to go hot again, uh, running that heat, and you're going to have people coming on holiday to run like the guy in the Gold Coast of France and park it 100 metres from the finish line. You don't want to go and do a marathon and die, do you? Like, no. Yeah. When you say hilly, though, like you did Brisbane, that's hilly. So what's mm. the difference in those in those it's not two, that much different to deliver or? Is it the way it's delivered, like a pinch climbs versus longer? Yeah, because like Brisbane didn't seem too like compared to the yeah, there were pinches some real pinches to it, and yeah. then you're in that Centennial Park. Seems like for half the race, and it was hot, mate. That was hot in there. I was putting ice. I've never had to put ice in a cap and put that on my head before in a mm. marathon. From my feedback, everyone said it was a hot event. Like, it was pretty hot. And I think we're just unlucky that there was a heat wave. But imagine if it's like, even if not a heat wave, it's still hot. Mm. Like, yeah, Gold Coast. Gold Coast runs in winter for a reason. Yeah, but it's still yeah. hit and miss there too. Yeah, it can be. But it's never going to be like, you're not going to be 30, 28, 30 degrees. What was Sydney? 30 degrees, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that just, I think, and a good time would be, you know, like, first weekend in august because july is sydney marathon i'm mm. uh, sorry gold coast marathon and then you've got like if you're looking at majors you've got you know, you wait till then september for berlin and then you've got october is chicago and then november is new york um so and then you've got melbourne in what's that november as well yeah. So like you'd you'd miss if you did it the first weekend in August, it would be because we didn't start till like seven o'clock as well. So but I mean there's nothing wrong with starting in the dark. Yeah. Like 
Okay, so talk about the GC50 event. That's always at the same time of the year. It's hot, right? It was hot this year. I haven't done it before, but apparently it's a bit hit and miss as well. So other years, um, like last year, I interviewed Karen Miller and Sam Hyam when they raced there, and they said it was a lot cooler last year because they got rain, a bit of drizzle when they were raining, when they were running. Um, but the sun didn't come out and turn that into humidity until later, you know what I mean? It was like it's, late in the race. Well, I don't understand why you'd run a race in – winter in queensland in oh, sorry summer, summer yeah. in queensland like 50k as well like, yeah like it's brutal but that's no difference now we're running you want to run 50k if you want every time you run a 50K race you want, it, a... you want to be able to go oh i'm going to give it a good shot at a time get a pb yeah i mean but like because it's flat isn't it dead flat really yeah but, oh, like, but 50k is still oh, 50k man. a road race doing 50k i think doesn't matter what time of year it just makes it a hard time of year to run but yeah. i think they a bit of a joke they sent an email through you know join us next year for an earlier gc50 <laughs> one it's week the 25th of november it's the week before yeah. like if they say early they could <laughs> mean the middle of october or you know yeah. six or seven weeks early would be nice but one week that does not make any difference in the, the time of the year I've um I got a friend, uh him him and his wife and kids are on holiday over here at the moment from they're from Nor well they're from the Sunshine Coast but they live in Norway, and they're they're over in uh on the coast for a few months so having sort of a bit of a extended holiday, and um, Des you would have met him Nath Des Coon his name is we call him Coon but I'll call him Des because it sounds bad on here but he he runs in Norway but he was telling me that. To run in the cold, you've got to because he's been just dying running over here. Like you imagine, he's come from running in the snow and that to running here. He's just he he just can't. Melting. His heart rate's just sky high all the time. He's like panicking. But um, he said, yeah, running in the cold, you've got to you've got to learn how to run in the cold. It's like there's actually things you've got to do. Like you've you got to wear mitts. You can't wear gloves, so you got to wear mitts that you know you hold. Yeah. Otherwise, your fingers separated; they go too numb. Um, you always got to run into the wind. So, like, if you go out on a day where the wind's blowing, you got to run into the wind because on the way back, you might sweat, and if you sweat, it freezes the sweat, and you get like icicles on your face. And yeah, it's just madness. He's just telling me what what they go through to learn how to, or what they do to run in the in the wind. The ground's hard. Yeah, I see. Mm. You got to wear like you strap on these like spikes to your shoes and just yeah, it's mad, eh? Like just yeah. So he's come from doing that to running on the coast, just oh, just literally the worst time of year. But he's got a goal. He wants to. He's because he's never ever run with another person. I was I ran with him the other day. That's the first time he's ever run with anyone because he mm. lives in sort of like an isolated area. He's a, he's a chef. He's quite a famous chef, old Des. And uh, so he lives in like a sort of remote area where he he's like, I think he might even own the restaurant. But so he's always on his own running to and from work and he's never run with anyone. So I think I was the first person that he's ever run with. And um, he's got a, he's here till March and he really wants to tick off the marathon distance. Wow. So I reckon we should, um, you know, get get a group together and actually In Tugulawa. We can do the marathon at Tugulawa. That's still true. Doing. It could. Yes. 
Yeah. You would have loads of people there to keep him motivated and everything. It's like 60 bucks, 65 bucks or something. I was going to say that we could um, like put one, like organize one for him yeah. to do it as, as a big group of us, you know, just five minute Ks or something, you know, run the whole yeah. way. And that would but, be an official time for him. Then. It's an official race. Yeah. I didn't think of that. That's a good yeah. idea. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was funny. Never, ever run with anyone. And now he's come to, uh, like, he, he just says, oh, you know, I'm running. I don't see people. And then we're running through, like, King's Beach, <laughs> literally tripping I'm over people, zagging around yeah. groups of people and people yeah. walking dogs. You know, you're hurtling the bloody lead. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, um, no, nah, but that's good. Yeah. And I think that's just been my highlight, just watching athletics. It was, athletics in the UK was always big, isn't it? Yeah, we did kids and everything else, but it's good to see it um, booming here, mm. and also to watch my brother's two boys are actually quite good at athletics yeah. as well, and see them getting involved and all that. And it's um, so just yeah, it's just seeing the, I think it's just seeing that running community grow, and um, being part of it, and um, not and 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 like myself changing from being like a dedicated trail runner to doing a bit of road and yeah, just, just follow the, you know, you just got to like, you can't always say, oh, I ain't going to do this. I'm never going to do that. And, you know, like just sort of sort of go with it. And then I might, you know, in a year, not after next year, I might change to go, oh, I just want to give 10 Ks a go or something, you know, I've had enough of running so far, doing so many Ks, but I don't know, just see how it, how it evolves. It's just been fun. Also people that are listening if there's anything that you want us to do next year, shoot us a message on the Instagram page we'll and we'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best to um, make it happen next year. Yeah. You know, your run today resonated with me. You, you messaged the group earlier and you said that you jumped in the ocean after that 20 K. That sounds pretty cool. There's a few park runs around. You could do that. You could do the Brobby Island one. You yeah. Do Red uh, Cliff. What's that? SS Cooper, Cooper. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's on the passage yeah. side, so you, it's in calm water. So you just basically finish, take your shoes off, and just go jump straight in. So that'd be pretty cool. Redcliffe, you could do the same. Yeah. Um, not sure of any others. Sandgate, depending Sandgate. on the tide. Yeah. yeah, depending on whether you have to walk half a k to get to the water. That's the only. Well, issue. Nathan, you just go and lay in like a puddle, a little, a little puddle. puddle. Yeah, but um, that's a that's a pretty cool option, I reckon, in this heat at the moment. You've made yeah. you just jogged my memory. I did Golden Beach Park yeah. Run after we did Tammy's um, time trial, and yeah. they said, um, because I've always like whinged and moaned about how Golden Beach Park Run zigzags through that wooden uh boardwalk. I don't know if you've ever done it, but there's a yeah. section that goes through a wooden boardwalk, and it's like that you know, really hard to run on. If it's wet, forget about it, you, you, you've got to almost walk through it because it's so slippery. Yeah. But they said at the start. Park run has a rule where you can't go on the road and you can't cross a driveway. So that's the reason why they go on the wooden uh, footbridge. Cause I said that a few people have been not going on the footbridge and just running along the road. Mm. They said, we don't want to disqualify you. It's not that we are trying to disqualify people. We don't want to get in trouble with park run, the organization, because it's actually against the rules. So I just Fair thought that was interesting. I was like, ah, that makes sense. Cause I always just thought that was such a silly way to, to start and finish a park run. But yeah, it's the, uh, it's just so they can keep off the Safe. the road. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair there enough. There you go. Yeah. All right. Mate, cool. there's a, a there's got to be at least a hundred park runs in Brisbane that are doing New Year's Day. Oh. Are you running tomorrow? Nah, I oh, will be not, not to the afternoon because we're off to Noosa early. If I'm up early, I'll probably head off. But it all depends. I don't think I'll be staying up late tonight after getting up early this morning. Beat the rush. But, yeah, um, I mean, you've got, I mean, close to us, there's Petrie, North Lakes, Redcliffe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's every second one, pretty much. Yeah, a lot of doing it. Yeah, there's so there's like so many. Yeah, yeah. I probably go to North Lakes. Yeah, celebrate the new year. Yeah. The... Kudos to the bloody um, you know, the park on organisers there. They're still going to get people to come along and volunteer on those days too. They're doing the extra one in their own time. Really, it's not a dedicated Saturday park run. So, the run director still got to put down you know, some sort of volunteer page for people to, to put their names down to make it all happen if they don't get the volunteers and it can't happen. So yeah. all these park runs that are running on New Year's Day is because of the, the people want it to happen, you know. So yeah, that's it. it just show the support. And if you can get there, get there. Yeah, wicked. All right. Awesome. Oh well, we'll um we'll catch you in the new year. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't forget tomorrow all your um your totals for the year reset. We're all starting at zero. Back to zero. Yeah. I wonder how many we can get this year. See if I can get 3,000 this year. 3,000. It's on the cards, mate. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for next year for you, Steve, to see what you do with your, now you've made a change of career. Well, yeah. you've, got, you've got a solid half a year off anyway, regardless, but. Yeah. I already started. It's the end of the year. I've um, joined two running groups. So Wednesday, I've a, a Friday morning, which I can't normally do. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just jumping in on a few uh, speed sessions. I've, I've talked with Rob from Run With Rob on Friday and he says next week they're doing it on Thursday because Tuesday is too close to New Year's Day. And he said they just don't want to jeopardize people that have sort of obviously had a bit of a cult. shitty Monday. <laughs> but um, And then Striders do Tuesday, Thursday. So I can I could also join them on a, on a nighttime session there only down the road at the mill. But um, they usually start at seven. I was, I was always asleep by seven to start my, my shift. So I'm looking forward to just doing something. Most of them I know too. Passed a lot of them on the run this morning. Hey, um, the, the striders would be good because there's like, there's quite a few people around sort of your pace and quicker. Yeah. So you'd be able to chase. Yeah. You'd be able to run as hard as you can. Yep. Really good. But get involved in a few of those. See if I can get a, a quick park time in the meantime. There's yep. a number of clubs, isn't there, like you could join, you know, yeah. run with. Um, yeah. And I don't think you always have to dedicate yourself to just one. I was uh, a member of the Caboolture Road Runners, but it's a long way to go out to Centenary mm -hmm. Lakes to do a training session. But I mean, considering Striders are only a couple of K down the road at the mill, um, Morton Bay Road Runners are only out, out mm -hmm. in the waterfront there. Yeah. And and then, you know, Thursdays, they do Striders do a morning and a night session. So they could do the morning. They do loops down at the mill there i think four or five hundreds with a hundred rests or something like that you know um oh, just be cool to jump on board and do those even even rob that run with rob crew do some sort of speed set every tuesday you know Mate, like, um the striders morning crew does like they do a different set every week so 
yeah we get there in uh at night time and they've still got their session uh written in chalk on yeah. the on the path and it's it's always pretty similar stuff you know like pyramids or you know 500s 800s yeah like all that sort of stuff it's just a great place to train yeah nice nice little loop got a slight incline in it a bit of a downhill so it's i call it the slingshot the downhill because you when you've you sort of push really hard get up around the corner and then slingshot down and try and use the momentum off that little down to just get you up yeah. the other side it's yeah it's awesome I'll tell you what i would use oh, albany creek have got that 500 meter concrete track around the back yeah, Lem lemke park Lemke Park, and I, I wish there was something like that near here because I'd bloody use it. Mm. Um, that AFL grounds I trained at um, Burpengary with uh, oh. Dave, David Stoff. You know, Dave the yeah. There's another one out behind EH there. The yeah. AFL fields they got a concrete path around the outside. That's I know Runco mm. do a lot of work there. Th that's about 500, isn't it? Yeah, it's 500. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it's bang on 500. Yeah. And also, there's the Eagles out at um, Rothwell. They have fight. They have exactly the same thing, man. It's like the pathway around the outside of their main stadiums all concrete. It's about four or five meters wide. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it's a new. It's where they do the Rothwell. I can't think of the name of it. Um, you know, yeah. the park right now there. Yeah, what was that called? That was. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't think of it off the top. They of my stopped head. it for the for the moment, haven't they? Um, but yeah, that that that's that's that field. If you go there, I've run around that, and that's that's five about five hundred or something as well. Oh man, so perfect for that. Get out there and do do some reps on that because I'm always looking for somewhere flat. Yeah, to do it's only Rothwell, it's just straight up Mango Hill from yeah. us. It's probably what I don't know eight eight minutes from your joint easily. Rothwell AFL, looking yeah. at that. But yeah, that's top, exactly the same. Uh, the Redcliffe Tigers? Uh, not no, sure. That says permanently Eagles. closed. Eagles. 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 Okay. Yeah. At Rothwell, I don't remember the name, but whatever the park run's called there, that's they use it part of the, the actual park run course. They do a loop around it. So pretty cool though. All those sort of grounds, they have a permanent concrete structure. And if, I guess if you didn't want to travel, it's not very far from you either, Nathan, straight down bloody Seption Bay Road. Yeah, where's that? Is it um by the PCYC? No, nah, before. So it's that right at where the Rothwell roundabout used to be, pretty much. Yeah. Let's go left in there behind behind there, Morris Road, I think it's called. Cool. Pretty cool. All right. All see, right. Let's see what next year brings. Happy New Year's, everyone. Yeah. And uh yeah, don't forget anything you want us to do or anyone you want us to interview or talk to or get someone on local international whatever shoot us a message yeah and we'll do our best to to get them on thanks for listening wicked see you boys see you mate all right have a good one happy new year happy new year see you see ya
tricks on me sometimes And I'll find that my mind climbs higher than it should climb up by imagination I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploitation My mind wish you find in time I would find they will shine when they won't shine you A twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of flowers in my mind. Stop rewind. Now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal messages can't breathe. Close your eyes. Leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine Come kick it with me In my imagination In my imagination Oh, sometimes Our minds play these tricks on us Sometimes we find That our minds, they climb higher Than they should climb up Our imagination Contemplation My mind, wish you find in time. Our minds, they will shine with the wrong shine. You can put a time on minds. Show me these purple elephants, a twisted intelligence, extension of tolerance, dimension of violence in my mind. Stop rewind. Now, what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why? Subliminal, I can't breathe. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploitating my mind, 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 mind.